1: Hello and welcome to The Preview Show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me is the main man himself, the headliner and the star of The Preview Show, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, welcome back.
2: Hello, Natalie. Good to be
1: back. It is always good to be back. My favourite time of the week. I love The Preview Show. How the the devil have you been since we last spoke pre-Everton?
2: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, it's uh, getting close to uh, Christmas, we've got uh, football games coming up and midweek games after this one and uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a busy time, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it really is, I was thinking this the other day actually, I've, I've managed so far to to try and be alright about the lack of live football but um, it started to make me feel really sad, especially when I was thinking about Boxing Day and you usually go to, to football on Boxing Day and stuff and just the joy of live Christmas fixtures, we're going to miss a lot this year, aren't we? It's going to be well, really no- sad.
2: There's no game on Boxing Day, but, uh, yeah, we've. Uh, I think it's the first time since 2004 we won't have actually played on Boxing Day itself. The, the Leeds Oh, is that we, true? Yeah, the yeah Leeds, it's been
1: moved, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's
2: on the Sunday now, on the 27th.
1: Yeah, I think, obviously, they're trying to get as many games televised over Christmas. But, yeah, I think, it, obviously, Boxing Day is a pinnacle, but I was just thinking mainly, you know, football across the Christmas period. And, and, like, New Year's Day as well, you tend to go, like, a little bit hungover on New Year's Day as well. Um, Not that I don't drink kids. It's not big and it's not clever. (laughs) Um, Good win, though. uh, Good win. Sorry, good point against Ebiton in the end, I thought. I think some people were disappointed that it wasn't a win. But actually, on paper, I think that's going to end up being a really important point for us.
2: Uh, yeah, it's one of those where it, c- it could have gone either way, but e- equally we hmm. could have uh, lost the game. We had a couple of uh, good saves from Nick Pope in there. They had a couple of uh, really good chances, and uh, Pickford made a couple of good saves as well. So um, it was a decent game end to end, and uh, probably in the end, a-, a-, a point was maybe a fair result for for both sides. We obviously getting a an early goal going into the lead. It's disappointing we didn't hang on to that, but at the end of the day, yeah, not not a bad point against Everton, I would say, on the balance of things.
1: I agree. Um, I know they're going through a difficult patch at the moment, but they are still um, a top side. And, and I think uh, t- to be able to get those points against them is, is going to be really good. And, and, you know, we are starting to just get back to the performance levels, I think, as well, um, which is good. And I just think, it, to me, it makes a massive difference having Jay up from... Um, I much prefer that partnership than I do um, Wood and Barn, so I approve of that. Um, but let's get into this week's show, shall we, Dave? And before we get into the nitty-gritty of previewing this week's fixture... We have a quiz question that we need to um, have a look at. Oh, I've lost my clip. Play- I've lost my, pace, my place in my script. Hang on a second. Where are we? Last week's quiz question. Now, of course, uh, we had a guest quiz master last week, and our question was set by none other than John Robertson, who asked our listeners, "The African Footballer of the Year award has been won four times by just two players. Yaya Toure is one." the other player scored twice in a man of the match display in a Premier League game for everton at turf moor who is that player Dave what was the answer
2: uh the correct answer was Samuel eto
1: excellent did we get any results in from listeners
2: uh well yeah John robertson didn't get it right this week because he uh, <laughs> the question didn't. I think he well oh, he obviously he knew the answer but we're not letting him have it this week uh, we did have a couple of others uh, David N. Twistle was in touch with the correct answer uh, as was uh, James Brunskill. I think they were the only two we had
1: yeah they are well I've got to say I really enjoyed having a guest quiz master this week so if any of you listeners out there um, have got you know have a look at the fixtures coming up we want it to be relevant to the to the game so obviously don't send us one. For Arsenal away because we're going to do that this week. Uh, but if you have a look at the fixtures coming up and you want to send us a really good quiz question relevant to um to a game that we play, and then send it through, to us the usual manner, either tweet us at no never or send us an email at podcast at no dot net. Is that right? Podcast yeah. at no net. Doubting myself then, young Dave. Um, and yes, yeah, send us your question in there because I I very much enjoyed having a, a guest quiz. But for now, we are back to. Quizmaster, boss extraordinaire, Dave, who will be giving us this week's question at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned.
2: I've got an evil one for later as well.
1: Really? Well, well it's, it's evil.
2: A, it's not evil. It's just a little, little bit different. It's not something you would either know the answer to straight off your head. So it's maybe one where you've got to make an educated guess at. We might have a range of answers. So just a little really? bit different. Yeah.
1: I bet John Robertson knows it off the top of his head. No, he won't. Really? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be really good. Well, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Opposition stats. OK, so let's have a look at this week's Opposition Day. And we are, of course, playing our old enemies, Arsenal, away. And it's going to be on Sunday the 13th of December. And it's a 7.15 kickoff live on Sky Sports. Why don't you kick off this week's preview day by telling us the recent history of this fixture, including last season's meeting.
2: Uh, Yeah, for our retrospective comparisons this season, we've focused on the recent corresponding fixtures. Uh, So this week, that means all the matches played at Arsenal since 2009-10. During this time, we've played seven times at Ashburton Grove, which you may or may not realise was the proper name given to Arsenal's new stadium prior to a sponsor being found. Uh, Sadly for us, we've failed to win any of these games, and the goals tally during this time is 20 for Arsenal, to burn this five and although, although we've scored in five of the seven recent games six of which were in the Premier League plus one cup tie we've yet to come away with a single point uh, last season Alexander Lacazette scored the opening goal for the host with Ashley Barnes grabbing an equaliser just before half time however it was pierre Emmerich Aubameyang who scored for the Gunners in the second half to ensure the three points once again stayed in North London
1: excellent highlights and low lights. Right, well, what about the um, highlight and low light section? Why don't we start off by saying what the highlight of this fixture is, which I believe is going to be merged this week with Burnley's last top flight win? <laughs>
2: Uh, Well, it's our last league win, home or away. We've not beaten them in the league uh, at at home since this time either. And then we'll come on to that in another style later on. Um, But yeah, the last time Burnley won a game at Arsenal, uh, the Osmonds were top of the UK singles chart with Love Me For A Reason.
1: And Harold
2: Harold (laughs) Wilton was prime minister. Uh, Wow, might give you a clue that it was quite some time ago. Uh, In 1974 and to be more precise, the September of that year, when Burnley were last successful on a visit to Arsenal. Uh, That match was, of course, played at Highbury. Uh, Arsenal were managed by Bertie Mee, and Jimmy Adamson's Burnley team, wearing navy blue shirts, were 1-0 winners thanks to a 78th-minute goal from Peter Noble. Uh, A long, high cross into the box was headed down by Paul Fletcher to Peter Noble, who beat Arsenal goalkeeper Jimmy Rimmer, to guide the ball just inside the near post from close range. Uh, The match was also shown as a second game on the BBC's flagship football programme match of the day. Uh, Since then, we've suffered nine consecutive away defeats in all competitions, and we'll be hoping to reverse that trend this weekend.
1: We will. And, and listeners, this is uh, this is not great radio, but <laughs> as, this, as the saying goes, but Dave's actually put a clip of that goal in the show notes here for me in my script. And I'm just watching it as he's talking and it's, uh, God, it looks like just a completely different world that you're watching. First and foremost, it feels weird seeing all of those fans in the stadium. And secondly, it feels really weird seeing us playing blue.
2: Yeah, we do, we uh, did we wore that for a couple of seasons in the uh, mid seventies. It's like a, a navy blue shirt with claret trim, and then um, light blue shorts.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not the blue that we know and love in ours. It's not like just having um, a, a predominantly the blue from claret and blue on the away shirt, guys. It's properly like royal. I won't say it's navy, but I think it's royal blue.
2: Royal blue. We, we, we wore yeah. it for the nineteen forty seven um, FA Cup final against Charlton as well.
1: There you go. Well, try and check that out, listeners, if you can. It's a it's a joy. Um, OK, on the flip side of that then, Dave, we must have um, a corresponding low light to talk about.
2: Uh, yeah, there are a few to choose from, uh, but this week's low light, uh, we've selected Burnley's heaviest recent away defeat at the hands of Arsenal, um, and that came towards the end of the 2017-18 season. Um, you may remember that that was Arsene Wenger's final home game in charge of Arsenal, uh, and his team gave him a happy send-off at Burnley's expense with an emphatic 5-0 win. Uh, There was still a silver lining for Burnley fans as despite the defeat in this match and another in our final game of that season, which was at home to Bournemouth, we still finished seventh and earned our place in Europe for the first time in 50 years.
1: I see. Not that low light. Not that low. Heroes and Villains. Next section then, all of our heroes and villains of this fixture. Why don't we start with the good thing and who have you picked for our hero?
2: Uh, well, Burnley haven't always had such a poor record in away games at Arsenal. In fact, in the 1950s and 1960s, three Burnley players scored hat-tricks in uh, in Burnley wins at Highbury. Uh, those players were Bill Holden, John Canelli, and Ray Pointer. Uh, but for being the last Burnley player to score a goal in an away win at Arsenal, as mentioned already in our highlight section, we can't really look any further than the late, great Peter Noble as our hero for this week. Um, it was actually during the No Ne Never Lied event at Turf Moor back in May 2017 that news broke about the death of Peter Noble, and as a Burnley legend, we know he's still sadly missed. However, let's hope that we can find ourselves a new hero in North London this weekend.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and on the flip side then, Dave, who have you picked as our villain? God, I bet there's a few you could have gone through for this.
2: <laughs> our villain this week, I'm looking forward to hearing how producer Matt coats with this in the edit, um, but I've disobeyed strict instructions and taken the unusual step this week of combining our villain section with our one to watch. It's the villain to watch. That's because a player with a knack of notching goals for Arsenal against Burnley is a current player, and one will need to keep a very close eye on this Sunday. Uh, so that player and our joint villain and one to watch is... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang.
0: No! God, please, no! 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 Uh,
2: The 31-year-old Frenchman has scored 270 career goals in just over 500 club matches, as well as 26 goals in 65 matches for his country. He scored the winning goal in the corresponding fixture last season, and he also scored a brace in our away games at Arsenal in each of the previous two seasons giving him five goals in our last three visits there. He may have been less prolific so far this season. He's only scored twice in Arsenal's 11 Premier League games to date in 2020-21, and he's drawn a blank in all of Arsenal's last four games in the Premier League. However, we know he's still a dangerous player, and so as well as being our villain for his past goal-scoring exploits against us, that's why he's still our one to watch as well.
1: Excellent. Um, And then finally then, um, who's going to be overseeing proceedings at the weekend? Who's our referee?
2: Uh, We've got Graham Scott of Abingdon in Oxfordshire. He'll be in charge of this Sunday evening's match. Uh, He's refereed 16 previous Burnley games since 2011, although only six of those have been in the Premier League. Uh, We've won three of those six Premier League matches, so not a bad record. Um, And that includes both the games he was in charge of last season. Uh, They were the home games against Southampton and also against Everton. So a 3-0 win and a 1-0 win. Um, He showed a red card to Seamus Coleman in the match against Everton last October. And his only other red card in a match involving Burnley was way back in 2011 uh, when he dismissed Coventry City's Gail Bigirimana. I think I've pronounced that right. Um, Graham Scott will be supported in Stockley Park on Sunday by David Coote, who's the video assistant referee for this game.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much, Dave. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week! I know we're not going to leave it there. And our listeners know not we're not going to leave it there because we do this every single week. You need to spoil our listeners, and it's coming up to Christmas, so put that Santa hat on, please. Delve into the deep pockets of Statman Dave and give us your miscellaneous stats of the week.
2: Yeah, well, this week's miscellaneous stat of the week is um, Arsenal are the only team out of the so-called Big Six English clubs which Burnley have yet to beat in a Premier League game home or away. Ooh. Both Manchester teams as well as Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs, have all suffered Premier League losses against the Clarets. But Arsenal have won 10 and drawn two of the 12 Premier League games in which they've faced Burnley. Our only points were from two drawn matches played at Turf Moor. In fact, I think I'm right in saying that Burnley's current winless run of 15 league matches against Arsenal, that's home and away, which includes the games played since our victory at Highbury in 1974, is the longest of any other opposition team we've played. Our only win against Arsenal during that time is a League Cup victory at Turf Moor in 2008, when Kevin Macdonald scored both our goals.
1: That is a good miscellaneous start of the week. I approve. Um, Now, before we go on to have a quick look at this week's game, we do have a few comments from our our opposition this week. Um, We caught up with Jason McKenna. Where's Jason McKenna from, Dave? Is he... Does he have a podcast? Does he have a...
2: Um, He did, he was on the um, he had a a, a fantasy Premier League uh, podcast he did last season doesn't do that anymore Ah. Um, but he does some stuff with uh, Ben Dinary who does um, quite a lot of stuff on uh, Premier League injuries so if you've seen him on Twitter um, he's he's involved with with that as well so he he mentions it
1: in his his piece Brilliant, well let's, let's have a listen to see what Jason McKenna had to say Opposition View
3: Hello everybody and thank you once again uh, to Dave for inviting me actually onto the No Nay Never podcast. I was on last year talking about this same fixture because of course I'm a gooner, I'm an Arsenal fan but I think we're talking in very different circumstances this year. So just a quick background on my life as an Arsenal fan. Um, I lived through the Wenger years. He's, he was basically my only manager that I knew. Uh, I was young enough probably that Bruce Rioch was in charge, but I don't remember him. It was always Arsene Wenger. But unlike some people of my age group, I did know that Arsenal existed before Arsene Wenger, and so it wasn't named after him. But yes, so I live in North London. Uh, I live kind of near the stadium but some people say oh well you should support Tottenham because that is your local club there but you know um, my family have kind of close links to the club my dad worked there my granddad used to go there all the time Uh, when he was in the navy he used to love watching football and to get a cheap opportunity to go to Highbury was a real pleasure for him so that was where The Arsenal kind of roots took place uh, in the McKenna family. Now, talking about the here and now, you know, I've given a bit of historical perspective on my kind of personal links to the club, and we've had many glory years over the years. You know, I was lucky enough to see our exploits in the Champions League getting to a final, our previous winning of the Premier League in the invincible season, and of course, our most recent FA Cup win. With our current manager Michael Arteta but this season um, the funny thing is and I can point to you know my works through the summer building up to this season during this very strange odd short COVID uh, crisis time but I didn't expect a lot from this season and I was a bit critical of the signing of I wasn't sure if Willian was the right kind of person, David Luiz getting a contract extension. And looking at the data of the last couple of seasons of Arsenal, under Emery and then under Arteta, the team weren't good, they weren't creating a lot of chances and we were kind of biding our time, riding our luck with the fact that Aubameyang was so, so good at putting away so many chances. And this season, I just think that luck has caught up with us. We're in a rebuilding period. I was expecting maybe uh, Europa League, but probably that's not likely now because there's so many teams better than us in the league. But in terms of it, I don't think Arsenal have improved that much. But to the same extent, I'm not hypercritical of Arteta because I, I understand that the club is in a bit of a passway between one kind of era and another, and I think Arteta's doing a good job at trying to usher that in. He He's shown some inexperience, even this weekend, you know, with the party situation of kind of pushing him on, even though he was injured. But there's been many moments as well of positives where he's shown real tactical now. So I'm not too kind of critical of that, but looking at the numbers, looking at the data, Arsenal <laughs> and our, our fan base... Can't really be too mad because you look at the chances created data, Arsenal are bottom four. Then you you look at the big chances created, Arsenal in the bottom half of the table. Shots inside the box, bottom half of the table. XG non-penalty, Arsenal, are bottom half of the table. And even looking at the, the goalkeeping kind of data, yes it's it's alright, but Arsenal aren't, you know, top. They're not top four, they're not ten with this kind of data so I wasn't expecting a lot this season and, and maybe you know I'm I'm kind of neutral towards this I'm neither disappointed nor elated I think we're doing about how we expect to be I expect the lineup uh, there might be a fiddle about obviously with the party injury and maybe Pepe might get a showing out there because just things haven't been going right so looking at that chance has created data so far this season. There's something lacking in the midfield. And, you know, one of the people that people have voiced uh, as, one of the players that people have voiced as somebody that should be out there is Mesut Ozil, and he's a fantastic chance creator. But we do have some other players in the team that can do that. Uh, I think there'll be a continuation probably of some of the players that, played in the North London derby. I think, you know, even with Bayern getting criticised, even with Tierney not having a great game, I think they'll continue within the squad. Bamiang is kind of nailed in there. The question will be, will Lacazette start? Will Pepe? Will Willian? And I think, again, this might play into the fact of the problems that we've had so far this season. We know that Arsenal will play... A possession game; they will try and create chances down the wings, but maybe too many crosses and not enough balls through the insides. The tactics I can expect, you know, from both teams. I don't think there'll be a lot of goals. Both teams haven't created a lot of chances this season, and both teams have been relatively sturdy in defence. I mean, if you look at the expected goals conceded data, Burnley and Arsenal are almost matched. Uh, Burnley have and expected goals of 12.96, conceded an Arsenal of 13.23. And what's interesting is both sides have underperformed that a little bit as well. Um, I think one of the key players for Burnley that Arsenal are going to have to watch out for is Chris Wood. He he seems to have found his feet a little bit more. But I think the team are ticking over really nicely now. Uh, Again, at the start of the season, a lot of people were tipping burnley for, for relegation and big worries but the core of that squad are strong i think if injuries come into play again like they did at the start of the season then burnley have problems but overall i say that the starting 11 you know the best 11 of burnley are a strong group of individuals and and teams have to be worried we've seen over the course of this season that burnley have underperformed their expected metrics and data but historically, we know that Burnley actually almost always exceed it. And so I think teams have to really watch out and see that this will be a Burnley team once again defending deep. They'll get some good goals from physical situations. And and I can see that Arsenal will struggle. You know, my, my scoreline prediction might be a 1 1 or a 0 0. I see it as being a draw this game. And I think it would probably be fully deserved because I think both teams are on a similar level at the moment which is a weird thing to say but i think pope will be so influential in this because obviously the way that burnley play they allow a lot of shots but not of high quality and then pope just you know magically almost uh, on another level he he can defend that goal so so well so yeah i i think there's a lot of positives that burnley fans can actually look forward to in this game maybe over previous seasons because obviously the the record with Burnley and Arsenal hasn't been great but this could even be an opportunity for the team to nick a win and just adding to to maybe another player that I think has done well this season is is Westwood you know actually Westwood he's got one goal one assist but I think he's been quite the the good performer so far this season I think Chris Wood Arsenal will really have to to watch out for him and I'm I'm hoping for a good game. I'm hoping for a good performance from my my Arsenal side, but I also understand that probably we're not going to see three points from this one. So, you know, that that's my thoughts and feelings and as I said previously on the No Nay Never podcast as well, I've such a warm affinity for Burnley. I think they're such a great club. I have massive, massive respect for Sean Dyche and I just feel a real pleasure to, to chat to you guys every so often a few times a season. It's a real pleasure and I look forward to being on again and hopefully when I come on again we can talk about both clubs having a really good run because Arsenal certainly need it and I know that Burnley certainly do have the talent to do it. So I'm Jason McKenna. You can find me on Twitter Jason underscore r underscore mckenna i do a bit of analysis of football Uh, that's my job with actually premier injuries with ben dinery but also do some political broadcasting as well a weird mix i know but if you want to know anything about politics as well you can find out from my twitter or if you want to find anything about premier league data you can find that as well from my content but thanks again the team at the No Nay Never podcast. Thank you for having me on and I look forward to a really good game this weekend.
1: So what are you feeling about the weekend Dave? I always think coming up to this fixture that this will be the one that we finally get to beat Arsenal but um, just as I was thinking last season it was our best chance to beat them, they seem to be finding their feet a little bit again, they seem to be getting a little bit better again Uh, and the record doesn't exactly fill me with confidence does it? How are you feeling?
2: Um, well, if you, yeah, if you base it purely on, uh, our past record there, you'd think, well, yeah, it's, it's a write-off. But yeah, they, they've not, they, they have struggled this season. They, they've not done quite as well. Um, and it's, <laughs> you, you, you don't, perhaps don't want to say it again, but you, there is perhaps the thought that it is a good time to play them. Um, I'm thinking that, Yes, it's possible we could get a win, but I'm leaning more towards a draw. I think Burnley might get a point. I'm I'm going to predict a one-one draw for uh, for Sunday's
1: game. And what do you think? I know obviously we don't have an awful lot of choice, but do you think what do you think he'll do, do in terms of players?
2: He um, may well keep the same side if uh, well, assuming everyone's uh, available. for That obviously we we're recording earlier on this. We've not had the press conference. We don't know if there's been any surprises in that. I think they'll normally have that on uh, on the Friday for the Sunday game. Um, so by the time uh, this podcast goes out they'll have had the press conference but not when we're recording it now um so yeah they it all, all being well I think it may well be uh may well be the same eleven.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, uh, a score draw or a non or a nil nil. What do you think?
2: A score draw. I'm going for a one one.
1: Excellent. Well, I think we're going to win. I'm going to go one nil. I think we're going to nick it. So there you go. Um, what are your predictions, listeners? Um, if you're listening to this, plenty of time. You've got all weekend to listen to this before we play on Sunday night. So why don't you drop us your predictions? Tweet us at no no never or email us at podcast at no no never dot net. Fantasy Premier League update. And we wrap up this week's show, Dave, with a look at the Fantasy Premier League. What on earth went on, please, in game week 11?
2: Yes, well, we have had uh, 11 completed games week, uh, game weeks now in the uh, Fantasy Premier League. And our top five players, again, we've had a little bit of movement in the top five. Uh, we've got a non-mover, though, at number five. Uh, Graham Jennings is in fifth place on 687 points. Uh, Craig Smith's down... Uh, to fourth on 688. Uh, Joanne Butterworth, gone back up again. Had a really good week this week. Yay. Uh, up to third position on <laughs> 698 points. Uh, we've then got Ursay in second place with 704 points. And then our leader has been leader for quite a while now. David Miller has extended his lead a little bit again this week. Uh, he's on 721 points at
1: the uh, top of the league. That is exciting. I'm very glad to see Joanne back in there. I said last week, it with was my, with my gin last week that I knew it was going to do. Um, how are we doing, Dave?
2: Oh, you've gone up again. You're <laughs> up four places. Yay! Yeah. At uh, 234th, you're in now out of 241. And that's 61 points for the week and 462 overall. And I notice, as well as being above uh, James Bird, which is still above, Um, you're above Adam Howarth as well.
1: <gasps> really? Oh, this is yeah. outstanding. This is. You know, this is this is the the originals, the original team non and ever, who all abandoned me to run the podcast and i by myself, the swine, so I take some more wins from this. I'm beating them at fantasy football. Um <laughs> what about the current cohort of, of non and ever teams? Why was everybody else doing?
2: Uh, well, Richard Steele remains the best place of the and Ever podcasters, and he's climbed again. He's up to 32nd place now, so he's uh, on the way up. He's way ahead of the rest of us, and uh, he's he's gone up. But I didn't mention me. I'd, I'd actually gone up as well. I was up uh, 13 places, that is, from 129th yeah. to 116th. So um, mid, mid-table, mid but not, not too bad. Not too bad after a, a slow start. Yeah,
1: you forgot yourself, Dave. That's no. Mm. You forgot yourself um richard Steele's ridiculously good at fantasy football it makes me uh, it makes me annoyed um team of the okay team of the week on my script dave roberts it says wing it exclamation mark
2: what? Just use the list, yes. Because w- this was obviously a very well-prepared section we had this week when <laughs> we came to start recording the show. Let's uh, <laughs> listeners in on a little se- secret here that I hadn't actually updated the Fantasy Premier League at all. So I, I yeah, frantically... Game had- ten. Yeah, game <laughs> Frantic. Yeah, Good job we realised beforehand, isn't it, really?
1: But I have to say, <laughs> listeners, even though we're letting you into this little secret, we-, we had to press pause on recording for about five minutes while I just we went on mute, while Dave went away to sort it. So when he was going away to sort it, I thought he was actually sorting it rather than just using that time to stick wing it in the, in the script. Thanks, Dave. Um, OK, well, um, let's use the list that we've got on here for game week 11. Who was-
2: that would be a good idea, yes.
1: <laughs> what players got in the team of the week? This is- uh,
2: well, we, we had, uh, well, formation for the team of the week, the Kings of game week 11. We had a goalkeeper... Three defenders, uh, five midfielders, and two strikers. So we had uh, Kelleher in goal. We had three defenders: were Matip, Vestergaard, and Zuma. Our midfield was Zahar, De Bruyne, Salah, Son, and Sterling. And we had Benteke and Kane in front. And although we were not as prepared as perhaps we should have been on this section. We did have time before the show to check the values of the players, which we talked about once or twice uh, in previous weeks. And we're in a situation where you could easily afford all the uh, all the players. But looking at those players, we've got Kane, Sterling, Sun, Salah, De Bruyne, Zaha, probably five or six players there of mm. the more expensive players. I don't think you'd be able to afford them, would you?
1: That is correct. We did do a very quick calculation. As was expected, I got a little bit bored of that feature straight away. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this every week um, because I've got an attention span of a gnat. Um, uh, but this week, when we looked at some of the absolute stars in there, we we correctly guessed that there was no way you'd be able to get all of those players in one um, team and you were correct. I think the actual cost of it, did we say it was 86? Seven point
2: nine, something like that. 89 yeah, just under 90 uh, ninety million, wasn't just it, under for the eleven million, players?
1: Yeah, but then but
2: obviously you've got to realise you've got to keep some money aside for your substitutes. Yes, as well. you
1: do. So we even even if we chose the absolute, like, I think four millions that the cheapest player you can get. So even if we just got token four for you know sixteen million for four. Um, Talking players to build up your squad, that took you well over, and the final figure would have been one hundred and five point three million. So that is a, that is an affirm. Um, young listeners, we um could not afford the team of the week this week. Um but do keep trying, obviously. Um we Oh, I've just realised we were supposed to get Bennett Howard on this week. I forgot. <laughs> This has been, listeners, it's
2: not just me. a
1: highly successful recording of this week's preview show. Uh, not only did we have the wrong week for Game we had game Week 10, not Game Week 11, Dave forgot to do the whole script for fantasy football, then just told me to wing it, and I forgot to book Bennett on. So, Bennett, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, we won't get you on next week, because we are clearly absolute clowns. Um, we we promise you, in the run-up to the Christmas um uh the christmas fixtures we will get rainy champion bennett health on who will give us uh, a refresher of those tips of how to get through the festive period and how to use those weird man- magical cheap things that you have that you can use i still don't know how they work out so um eyes peeled for uh reaction to that we will get him on next week
2: It might be a good opportunity as well to do that because we won't be able to do a proper update, I don't think, for the next one with the uh, recording timescales.
1: That is true. So we've got quite a few, we're starting to get into silly season listeners with um, fixtures now. So the plan is Dave and I are going to. We're going to record the fake Friday preview show on Sunday, straight after the game, we think. Um, so yeah, and we obviously because we are recording early because of the midweek fixture, we won't have had all of Game Week twelve played out. So we'll get Ben on instead. So that will there you go. Look at that, how wonderfully that all think. came round for us, Dave. Well, well planned saved, well saved.
0: <laughs>
1: Statman Dave's quiz question. And then let's close out this show then, Dave, with the homework for this week, please. What quiz question are you setting for our listeners?
2: Right, we mentioned it before. This quiz question is a little bit different. um, And we want to know, uh, Burnley's latest visit to play Arsenal will be our 50th away league game against the Gunners. But how many goals have Burnley scored in our previous 49 away visits in league games up to the end of the 2019-20 season?
1: ah there you go now i understand
2: mm. so this is a sort of question i think where we expect to receive lots of guesses but which of our listeners will be the closest
1: yeah it's a bit like um what's the word that you get is it a tiebreaker when you get a quiz question and you yeah, a tiebreaker? yeah yeah this is more of a tiebreaker if anybody get, if, if anybody and by anybody i mean john robertson gets this spot on then they've absolutely cheated and googled it um that is, um, that is a great question, Dave. So how do our listeners submit their, their guests, please?
2: Uh, well, the best way is to get in touch. You can tweet us or send us a direct message, preferably on Twitter. That's at Never. Uh, email us, podcast at net, Or you can reply to the post for the preview show on the Never Facebook page. And hopefully, well, we will reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show. And hopefully we'll have had some responses in time to be able to mention those as well.
1: Excellent. Well, what a good do. Now, do we have anything um, in terms of uh, updates for people? Obviously, we've given people the updated pictures, they've not changed. Um, Have we got any community news or anything that we need to update our listeners this week?
2: Uh nothing I could think of, no.
1: Okay, good, good, good. Well that's then all we've got time for, folks. Um thank you very much for listening as ever. My thanks firstly go to Jason McKenna, who provided our opposition view this week. Um to Turfmore Stadium announcer Dominic Walker who has specially recorded preview show announcements. We've said this a few times. Whilst we can't go to Turf Moor, we bring Turf More to you. Um to produce a map for knitting this all together and getting it out for us, but finally to you, Dave, for all of the hard work. Um, that you put in here. He never puts... He's so humble, is is David. In, in my show script, he puts a list of all the people that we need to thank so we don't forget, and he never, ever puts himself on there. And it, this show just does not happen without you, David. It's you do it all. You know, I just... I'm just the conductor. You are absolutely the the main guy. So thank you, Dave, for once again uh, putting together a fantastic show. Um, Our final thanks go to you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this podcast. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. there's not been, um, it's, it's been a silly season at the moment and we've been struggling a little bit with work. We've not had um, a choosing out show this week analysing the Everton game, but the, the rest of the team will be back next week and we'll have a look at the Everton fixture, Arsenal away and the run-up to the, to the Christmas fixture. So keep an eye out for that. Dave and I will be back at some point next week. Um, show times to be confirmed um, to preview the next game, which is Dave.
2: Uh we're away at Aston Villa. That's a six o'clock kickoff on Thursday, the seventeenth, so I'm guessing we might well we've recorded the weekend. Matt might put that out Monday or Tuesday. Yeah,
1: definitely excellent in the meantime. people stay safe, wear a mask where you can, look after yourselves and your loved ones, and we're getting closer to the end of twenty twenty and this horrible horrible year will finally be at the back of us and um, If any of our listeners are struggling or you're feeling isolated or alone or just really fed up with this year. Um, the, the lines to None and Ever are always open. Do get in touch if you want to be our pen pal and write to us. We're very good at answering mail, So if you want to drop us an email, we, we'll, happily, uh, we'll happily write back. Or if you just want to interact with us on Twitter, you know how to, and we'll more than happily keep you company. Um, stay safe in the meantime, people. Um, this has been the previous show brought to you by the None and Ever podcast. Until next time.